Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29 says, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Fellow Marketplace Christians, stop apologizing and start winning. Welcome to The Success Edge, the show that helps you take your walk as a Marketplace Christian to the next level. Here's your host, Christian entrepreneur, Tyler McCart. So what's going on, Success Edge listeners? Tyler McCart coming at you. I'm going to dub this as episode one. One three, one one three. So I'm in my car right now, driving down Interstate 85. A little bit of traffic. I'm traveling at about uh, 35 miles an hour. Uh, so traffic is not that, um, not that bad, I should say. But nevertheless, I am going to a school district uh, for my job. Um, and if this is your first time actually on the Success Edge podcast. I want to welcome you out, welcome you to the Success Edge where we talk about success, God's way, especially in the marketplace, okay, because Mr. McCart here is not a preacher, he's not been to cemetery, I mean seminary school, he, um, (laughs) obviously if you called that, that, that's kind of funny, Um, he hasn't been to any of those places uh, to be indoctrinated or to get a PhD or whatever. I am just a good old Southern, you're getting ready to think I said Southern Baptist, Southern boy, yep, Southern boy that uh, grew up as a Southern Baptist, right? And uh, praise God I got saved um, in a Southern Baptist home and a Southern Baptist uh, family and a church and so forth and Man, it was awesome. We love Jesus, and we knew that we need to get forgiveness of sin, and we need to get saved, and, you know, we better not uh, sin anymore. And, um, you know, praise the Lord that God had an awesome plan, and he always has an awesome plan for you as well, that I would go off uh, away from the uh, environment that I was in, take me away from that environment, call me out of that environment, and I didn't realize that my athletics track and field at Coastal Carolina University was going to take me there all the way six hours away, where that, quite honestly, my mind got renewed. My mind got opened up that there was this kingdom of God that is out there for us that we can actually operate here on earth, heaven on earth. Yeah, heaven in the earth, because you know, Jesus talks about that. Actually, he says it in the be all end all prayers uh, that is in there, that the heaven would be in earth or that, how does he say it? I think it's basically that I'm trying to think here. Our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yep, so there you go. I realized that you could have heaven on earth. Boom. (laughs) Which is pretty cool uh, because if you're a Christian and, you know, if you were like me back in the day and get your brains beat out and constantly thinking God was the one, you know, beating your brains out and, 
that he was always trying to teach you something because you screwed up the the week before or the night before, whatever it was. Or, you know, it could have been that, you know, you're being disciplined, you know, from your Heavenly Father and so forth. And all that, it just, whatever. I mean, I, that was, these, this is just where I was at. So anyway, um, through the renewing of my mind, um, I realized that salvation was more than just me getting my um, ticket and my punch card uh, to heaven, right? That I could actually have heaven on earth. And I could start living out how Jesus lived here on earth, where Jesus had victory, victory in every situation. Jesus only knew victory in every situation. And that's the cool thing about uh, this, this life, this Christian life that, uh, that I learned or that I found out about that I could have victory just like Jesus did and be able to kick butt and take names, okay? That I didn't have to allow life to kick my butt all the time, all right? That, yeah, I still I still hate, hey, 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 hey. Now put down your gavel, take off your black robe. I still have trouble. I still struggle in certain things. I'm not perfect. My flesh rises up every now and then, okay? So, but at the same time, guess what? I go back to the Word. I go back to my Heavenly Father. I get back in my prayer closet, and I start making war on the floor. Yep, war on the floor. So anyway, um, that's what the Success Edge is all about, is teaching you you don't have to be a sucker anymore in life. But if you are a Christian, a born-again um, born again Christian, then you can actually have more. You can actually have a awesome, awesome life. I had a conversation with a gentleman the other day, uh, we were at a conference and, you know, he was, he was obviously having a chat with me. He was kind of opening up on some things with me, which is cool. You know, I'm totally cool with, you know, someone opening up to me because, you know, he definitely respects me and I, I, you know, I, I respect him and he's a great guy. And so this gentleman starts kind of opening up to me about some things that are going on in his life and that, you know, he's had some situations and, uh, marriage and, you know, uh, just challenges all around. And, you know, honestly, I mean, it sounded like, you know, a soap opera, sounded like a drama <laughs> that was going on. And he, he kept, you know, talking to me, you know, that he wants to do the right thing. He, you know, wants to get away from this one girl that is, you know, sending all these messages and pleading with him to call her and that she didn't have nobody else to talk to, and it's just so hard, and I need you. But, you know, the guy sits there and tells me that, you know, hey, um, he, he goes, he goes, you know, I just know she's not right for me, but I don't want to leave her out to dry. I mean, I care, I, I care about her and so forth, Ty. And I just, I'm like, well, stop having a big heart. <laughs> You know, you're not supposed to care uh, really for anybody, right? Care should not be in your vocabulary. I had to learn that myself. I know that might kind of freak some people out, but uh, that's why the Lord says, you know, cast all your cares onto him and he will care for you, all right? Um, so all of your cares, everything that you care about needs to be casted on the Lord. And so what I told this gentleman straight up, I said, hey, man, Listen to me, 
Okay? You Do you really want your life to be awesome? Do you really want your life to make a 180-degree turn? And he said, absolutely. Who wouldn't want that? Do you? And I said, then just fall in love with Jesus. Fall in love with Him. Let Him be the center. Let Him be the all in all. You've got to fall in love with the Lord, all right? And let Him kind of stir up that desire inside of you to do the right thing, to be at the right place, to, to say the right things to people, and so forth, okay? And if you do that, man, I tell you, life gets a whole lot better. A whole lot better. And, you know, I kind of left it at that with him. And, you know, obviously he and I uh, parted ways. And, you know, we still kind of text back and forth and so forth. But just a great guy. And uh, I know that it's gonna, he's going to do well. And he's going to fall in with the love of the Lord. And he's going to just, yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome testimony to see it happen. It really is. I believe that in Jesus' name. But, you know, for me, you know, kind of going back to episode 113, I know I've kind of been rambling here, but, you know, I don't care. I, this is <laughs> this is the success edge. I can talk however I want to talk. I'm actually now on Interstate 20, uh, heading out uh, to West Georgia area. But, um, so, I heard a message yesterday, or no, it was it was not yesterday. It was actually during sometime during last week. It might have been golly, I'm not sure when it was. Maybe oh, it was Friday. It was Friday. I, I got this. Uh, I was listening to this message by Joseph Prince, right? And it was something that you know when I've heard this message, it just ignites me inside. Okay. And I wanted to share this with you because I hadn't heard this, I had not heard this put in this way before. And I'm going to let a little secret in with you on how that if you're a born again believer, if you're a born again believer, now I know what I'm getting ready to say is going to be a little controversial, all right? A little against the grain. But if you're a born-again believer, and the reason why I know this is because I used to be on the other side of all this, because I, I was incomplete, and thankfully, you know, the Lord opened my eyes up and showed me, but I always knew, I mean, I always, I always wanted more. And because I always wanted more of what God could do and what God could provide for me and everything that the kingdom of God offered, I always searched this out. And, and I didn't like being incomplete about certain things. And, you know, if you're in the sound of my voice, um, and I would probably imagine that the majority of you, all right, are incomplete, Okay, because I was incomplete, and the majority of Christians are incomplete when it comes to this. You know, you're like sitting there going, "Now, well, Tyler, what? <laughs> what do you mean incomplete? How am I incomplete?" Okay. Well, if you look at uh, certain scriptures, I'm not going to uh, go to those scriptures right now, but I'll just reference them, the stories, and I know the book of the Bible where they're found. But if you look in Acts, right, there's a couple different accounts uh, for for the body of Christ. Okay, so the one thing I point out, I talked to my wife about this the other day. I, I said, you know, 
because I was listening to another gentleman. I think I've recorded this before, but I, I was listening to Andrew Womack, and he was talking about the Holy Spirit. Now, I know right there people's antennas perk up and start to judge me or kind of think, whoa, 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 where are you going, Tyler? Just listen to me. So the Holy Spirit, here's here's what happens. Here's here's something that I, that, you know, we've got to realize that we're incomplete on. So the disciples, the disciples, Jesus has, you know, raised from the dead. They believe that he's the son of God, that he was rose from the dead. And pretty much the disciples got saved right then and there. Okay. But isn't it interesting that the, that the, that the Lord of our lives, Jesus tells the disciples, this is his instruction after he's raised from the dead after they sit there and watch him, you know, do all these miracles, okay, and even ascend to heaven, and even that he appears to them without having to walk through a door, (laughs) after he was raised from the dead. Here's the thing. He tells them, hey boys, all right, don't go talk to nobody. (laughs) Go, go shut yourself up in a room and wait on the one that I'm going to send to you, which Jesus talks about that. Actually, I think it's in uh, John 14 and 15. He's going to send the comforter, the helper, the standby, uh, the counselor. He's going to send the Holy Spirit to you, all right? Now, mind you, what I what I just kind of set up for you, they've they've already believed that Jesus is the you know Savior. They've already, they believe that Jesus is the Lord, you know, and that kind of gets you your ticket punched to get into heaven. Last time I checked, you know, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and confess with your mouth that He is Lord and you know Savior, and ask forgiveness of your sins. And guess what? You'll be saved. I mean, we know that in Romans chapter, I think that's chapter ten. Well, <laughs> he tells these boys, hey, fellas, all 120 of you or whatever the number was, go up to the upper room, wait on, wait on the Holy Spirit. So they go to the upper room, and I don't know exactly how many days it was. I know it was more than a couple days. I know it was more than a week. And they're supposed to be up there, and the day of Pentecost comes, and from heaven a sound of rushing wind comes down and basically falls on the disciples, the people that have just gotten saved and they have this experience with the Holy Spirit and they start speaking in tongues and you can read it right there in Acts speaking in tongues Okay. So, and I have to set all this up for you because I know there's some of you guys there's a lot of you guys, like I said, that are just like you know, we're like me that really just didn't understand this. I really just didn't, you know, see that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for today. Okay? Because I used to think that way. I was a good Southern Baptist boy. That's how I was raised. You know? And I didn't I didn't know what I didn't know. Well, <clears throat> so now all of a sudden, Peter, who had denied Jesus, who'd been saved, have been cooped up in a room and really hadn't gone out with anything. 
now all of a sudden gets up in front of everybody and boldly declares the gospel and 3,000 people are added to the church to, to basically, they accept Jesus, all right? Now, boom. What, what, what was the difference maker? What was the difference maker for him to be able to, to do that and to be as bold? It was the Holy Spirit. It was the baptism of the Holy Spirit. All right? Now just follow me. So let's, let's use another example. I believe it's where Philip, this is an act still, Philip goes out, does his evangelism, I think it was right after he got done um, with the Ethiopian and getting him saved. He went to a city, and I, I'm, I'm, I believe I'm, I'm going this. I just know Philip went to a city and basically... Philip got a whole bunch of people saved, you know, Philip the evangelist, whole people saved, but I believe some of the disciples, I think it was Peter or a couple of the Peter and John go to that city where uh, Philip had ministered, and guess what? Guess what? They had not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. What? <laughs> And so there is a second encounter. Okay, so there's two two examples of this, right there. I mean, I could use there's another there's a third one out there. I'm I'm just don't, I don't have time to go into all that right now. But what I'm what I want to get your attention on is is if you've got questions about this, if you've got unanswered things. When I talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I'm not talking about you know you get up getting up in front of people or in front of church and sitting there going you know. Uh, starts praying in tongues and speaking out loud in front of a, a captive audience right there and then all of a sudden you need to interpret that tongue uh, that's a whole different ball game right there I'm just talking about your heavenly prayer language I'm talking about being filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence in, of speaking in tongues and seeing that happen I mean I'll just give you a case of point I just saw that happen with uh, two people that are extremely close to me that have been Christians, golly, for the last, you know, uh, 30 years, maybe, 25, 30 years. Uh, They've been Christians. One of them has been longer than that. But they basically uh, got baptized with the Holy Spirit, uh, the evidence of speaking in tongues, and, man, their life is radically different now. Radically. It's like all of a sudden they got some power, they got some boldness, they got some ability to, you know, start living in victory every day instead of allowing life to kick them around. Hello? (laughs) This is the success edge, baby. You want the success edge? I'm giving it to you right now. You know, this this is one of the things that, you know, God has given us in our, uh, you know, call it our utility belt, a.k.a. Batman utility belt, but our utility belt and it's, it's not something that's like a, a tool. It's just something that we've been given as a gift and we can use to our advantage to, to, to move things along. So, I say all that to even back it up even more. Okay? So, I'm going to back this even more. And I'm going to be extra cautious as I'm driving right now. So, if I go to my Bible... And I pull up my version Bible app. Okay. version. Hang on. We're going to version. 
And I go to Ephesians chapter 6. Okay? And a lot of a lot of us know this. It says, you know, starting in verse 13, you know, putting on the full armor of God. Right? Well, the thing that Joseph Prince, I go back now I'm back to Joseph Prince, what I what I heard, you know, that was a little bit different uh, than what I had heard before. And I'm going to tell you what the Holy Spirit told me in my quiet time that got me really excited. So everyone knows about the, the full armor of God, you know, the, uh, the belt of truth, the uh, breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of peace, all right, the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith. We all know these things. And every single one of those things right there is for defensive maneuvers, all right? The belt, the shoes, um, I mean, the shoes are actually probably could be used as, um, you know, office of maneuver, you know, because you've got to run forward. But anyway, um, the blessed prayer of righteousness for defensive maneuvers, the helmet of salvation defensive, all these things are to protect you. So there is a lot more things that, that to protect you and to, to defend, but there is one main thing that is for offense, okay? It is for offense. And it says right here, take the sword of the Spirit. I just want to stop right there because normally you would keep on reading. But, and this is in verse 17 of six, uh, chapter 6, verse 17. It's take the sword of the Spirit. Now, I know it says right after that, the word of, which is the Word of God. <clears throat> but I just want to pause right there. Take the sword of the Spirit. Hey, could it be? I was talking to my wife about that the other day. Could it be? You know, well, here's the thing. Could it be that the sword of the spirit is what's in your mouth, which is the your heavenly prayer language. Okay, and this is what Joseph Prince was talking about, which really got me excited about this because when you pray in the spirit, guys. Listen to me. This is really good. When you pray in the Spirit, you pray in an unknown tongue, which, number one, the enemy cannot understand. Number two, you pray the perfect prayer because, really, it's your Spirit and the Holy Spirit praying for you, and, therefore, it is praying the perfect prayer. And it is a direct prayer, a direct prayer. This says this in the Scripture, okay, in the New Testament. It is a direct prayer to God, all right? It is a direct prayer to God. Now, that's pretty powerful. And what God, what the Holy Spirit, whenever I was having uh, my quiet time, Holy Spirit told me this right here. He told me this. He said, he, he just, he just kind of laid it out for me. He said, Tyler, hey, if you want to speed up your victories, if you want to speed up your prosperity, Pray in the Holy Spirit, which is the sword of the Spirit. And man, when I heard that, that got me jacked. Okay? It got me jacked. And I've known that I needed to pray more in the Holy Spirit. And I realized that. And I'm not perfect at all. 
okay? There, there are things that I need to work on myself. But at the bottom line is, is that if I want to be on the offense, if I want to be on the offense, I have got to pray in the Spirit more and more often because it is the sword of the Spirit. Because here's what it says. I mean, let's not finish it off. Let's finish this off. In verse 18, it says, okay, let me just actually go back to uh, 17. It says, take on this helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Hello? <laughs> that, I mean, it just follows up and confirms that as you take, you know, take up the sword of the Spirit, that to pray in the Spirit, which is the weapon on all occasions, because guess what? You're starting to kick butt and take names. You're starting to be on the offense. And that's why the Holy Spirit told me that, that Tyler, hey, do you want to see your prosperity? Do you want to see your victories speed up? Do you want to see things happen at a much faster rate? Then guess what? Pray in the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit knows exactly what to do. And he is living inside of you. And he has the perfect prayer for you, which your brain, your little finite brain does not know how to pray. And guess what? You will, <laughs> you will see God do some awesome, awesome things in your life. Okay? Awesome things in your life. And man, I'm jacked. I am super duper excited because boom, I get to pray in the spirit and I get to advance, be on the offense, you know, for that. And so, guys, all I'm saying is, is that that's the key. That's the key for you.